the Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia, episode number 59 today, which is Monday, March the 1st, 2010. Yeah, it's been about, shucks, three weeks? Yeah, no, about a month. So I'm sorry, Viking fans. No, three weeks. I'm sorry, Viking fans. It's been so long. But yeah, with the Super Bowl ending and such, yeah, so it was February 8th, that's right, so about three weeks, yep, literally, um... With the Super Bowl ending, and with really not all too much to put together into an actual show at the time, the past couple weeks, and the fact I just wanted to kind of take a break for a while, for a few weeks from doing the show, uh, yeah, I, that's, that's, that's where I've been, basically, I just didn't have enough really to put together a show, now I've got a decent amount to put together today, so, of course, no game to review, imagine that, uh, we're going to talk about Brett Favre, we're going to talk about Brian Westbrook, we're going to talk about Daniel Tomlinson a teeny bit, and Darren Sproles, that situation, Chester Taylor, and a little bit about uh, a possible, uh, you know, they're talking about possible changes to the overtime rule in the postseason. Mm-hmm, that would have helped, wouldn't it? That might have helped, just a little bit. Well, hindsight is always twenty twenty, isn't it? It's just... And if there's any type of rule change, it's always after we suffer some type of uh, heartbreaking, devastating loss to uh, a team that had never won a championship, and now they have one. That's just uh, that's just our luck, I guess. But enough of my whining. We're going to continue here. Uh, also, was going to was going to do part of a call from Anthony from L.A. from about a, three weeks ago because I never actually put it on the shows because I was so distracted doing the Super Bowl and uh, the uh, Saints game. I was so just stuck in those games, I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even do the call. Um, but the call is gone. I can't find it. But the thing is, see, at the time, he was talking about uh, pounding the Giants, I believe it was. Yeah, he was, he was talking about how we pounded the Giants and how we were going to take care of Dallas. But um, what... The second part of the call, which I'm going to get to right now, just a quick start, is you know how Anthony is from L.A., Los Angeles, and you know how Los Angeles always seemed to came, come up the last two to three years about a possible destination for the Minnesota Vikings, provided we do not get a stadium situation revolve, revolved, resolved here in the Twin Cities. Yeah, we'd like it revolved into a new one at some point. Um, yeah, provided we don't have a, a stadium situation resolved at some point and all the uh, the conspiracy theories regarding uh, conspiracy theories, <laughs> excuse me, regarding purple seats, purple seats in the uh, computer graphic of that new LA stadium. Well, Anthony was kind enough to 
let me know in the call and all you listeners as well, because it's important to all of us that, hey, it's not going to happen. The Vikings are not going to move to Los Angeles. It just, it just would not work. It wouldn't be the right idea. And, um, more or less, I forget exactly how he said it, but more or less, it could be teams like San Diego or the Raiders or, uh, yeah, teams like the Chargers, the Raiders, or possibly the Buffalo Bills. Yes, that's right, the Buffalo Bills, which was also discussed on NFL East to West back in October. October, November, I believe October. But yeah, how that was a possible destination, uh, for the, uh, the Los Angeles Buffalo Bills were another possible candidate and the Vikings are not one of those teams. That it's just, it just ain't going to happen and uh, that we have nothing to worry about. So at this point, you know, yeah, see, he's there and we're not. So I, I'm going to take him for his word. I, I trust you, Anthony, and I thank you for that. And uh, it was more or less because I made a joke saying, hey, don't don't take our team now. Don't take our team. No. <laughs> I was just kind of playing around with that, though. Uh, but, no, thanks again for that, Anthony. And uh, we are going to continue into the discussion here now. Not going to take a break today. We're just going to go straight. We're just going to go straight through like we have the last couple shows here now because just uh, there was emotion at the time, and this time just just going to run through what's going on here. So let's get to this first bit here, bit, whatever you want to call it. The NFL could change overtime format for postseason games at meeting next month. This was, a, this was courtesy of Cliff Blunt of the Associated Press, an NFL spokesman said Saturday the league could change its overtime format for playoff games at a meeting next month. Under the new format, both teams would get the ball at least once, unless the first unless the first team to get the ball scores a touchdown. Oh, how nice, right? <laughs> Greg Aiello said, if the first team to get the ball makes it makes a field goal and the other team ties the game. Action would continue until a team scores again. So that's, uh, yeah, they made a field goal. The Saints made a field goal. Now, the way they were moving downfield and, uh, God forbid, the way the uh, officials were suddenly favoring the Saints at that point in time, they got a couple of nice calls their way on that final, final, final drive for the uh, against the Minnesota Vikings, final drive of that NFC Championship game, period. Uh, not so good uh, coverage by Asher Allen either with his uh, injury issues. Yes, that's another thing we're going to get into a teeny, teeny bit at the very end. A little a little mock draft uh, possibility of who the Vikings could be selecting. Who could be selecting. And, uh, yeah, it's related to the cornerback position. Yeah. Un- unfortunately for some of you out there hoping for a quarterback, um, we're going to get into that very shortly as well. But um, th- that's an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea. And you know what? Frankly, I think it's better than that. And, yeah, you still have a sudden death possibility if the other team scores a touchdown. It's just, yeah, you can't just uh, make a nice kick return and kick a field goal. That's kind of cheap, I think. I think that's kind of cheap. Uh, it's the way it's been forever, and uh, that's how it goes. You know, you're screwed. That's the rules. The rules are the rules, and you're screwed if, unfortunately, you uh, give up that game-ending field goal. Oh, and by the way, Purple Mafia, I didn't even, I don't, I don't think I even mentioned this because I just got right into the show here. Purple Mafia is available on thesportsstuff.com and on iTunes. Thesportsstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank all of you for downloading and listening to the show. Absolutely. We're going to get a little more into that at the very end of the show about becoming a member and calling into the phone lines, which I'd like you guys out there to please do. I've missed getting phone calls on here. I've missed it just adds to the show it's really cool uh i had to kind of pretend <laughs> i had a call because it was a call and i 
what happened was, yeah, as I mentioned, I forgot to put it up the first time when we were going to go to that uh, Cowboy game, and I blew it. Yeah. And then, yeah, after we got into the conference finals, my mind was just elsewhere because of that. Those games are so darn big. But let's continue. So, yeah, I'd like you guys also actually to possibly call in about that possible overtime, change in the overtime format. Excuse me for my bad talk in there. Uh, yeah, the possible change in overtime format. Make a call. Call us up. Please sign up to the message boards on the sportsstuff.com. Comment on there. Oh, and by the way, I know some of you out there, I'll say this really quick. I don't think I mentioned this because it hadn't occurred yet. No, it hadn't. It hadn't occurred yet, if my chronologic, uh, chronological mind is correct. The sportstuff.com message boards uh, crashed, and I mean completely crashed, gone, kaput, about three weeks ago or so. So that means all of you that had screen names on there that are listening right now, and I know there's more than, you know, there's a decent number of you out there that, had, that are Viking fans that did sign up on those message boards. Don't know the exact number. Uh, you're going to have to re-register. And I'm pretty sure you'll be able to keep the same name you had. You're just going to have to re-register, and I'm sorry for the inconvenience that it causes. The message boards actually look a little better now, but... It's just something that was out of everybody's hands. The boards completely crashed and were irreparable. Yeah. They look good now. A lot of people have come back, but there's those of you out there that still haven't. I remember Twineball's one right there, for example, and, of course, Anthony from L.A. Please do re-register to the sportsstuff.com message boards. It's free and fun. I'll get back to that in a bit, but I had to mention that. Also, a final thing is... uh, Follow the Purple Mafia Twitter. That would be pretty cool. Follow the Twitter for Purple Mafia. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Okay. Let's continue to where we were headed. Well, yeah, the running game. How about the running game, folks? How about that? We'll get to that first right now. At least a uh, running back in particular by the name of Brian Westbrook. Now, if you've listened to my shows the past, shucks, you're in a... Yeah, almost two years, I guess, now. Yeah, heck, April, late April of uh, 08, the very week we signed, we acquired and signed Jared Allen, I started Purple Mafia. And, uh, yeah, if you've been listening all this time, you could probably guess that I've been a fan of Brian Westbrook for a while. I, I just, he just tends to show up in my conversation. Like, uh, this guy's so good, he's like, he's like a Brian Westbrook. You know, and when he does this, you know, he's like a Brian Westbrook. And I keep bringing it up. Well... Now he's available. Brian Westbrook is available, so you can probably imagine that I might be interested in the idea should the Minnesota Vikings lose Chester Taylor. And remember how Chester Taylor, what did he do about as good as anybody in the entire NFL? He, he, he made catches that resulted in first downs. Big, huge first downs for the Minnesota Vikings. Unfortunately, he had to have limited playing time because a guy by the name of Adrian Peterson was starting and getting a majority of the carries, though unfortunately uh, his carrying style could use a little bit of work. As some of you may imagine, if you watched a little bit of, if you watched the Vikings, if you watched one game this year, you might have noticed a little problem with fumbling with Adrian Peterson, mm-hmm. especially the game that about 60 million other people watched uh, about a month ago now, God forbid. Yeah. Mm. God rest the Vikings season's soul on that game. Uh, yeah, folks, you can tell that game still is eating at me, and it's going to be eating at me for many, many years. 
at least until the Minnesota Vikings win a championship. But yeah, maybe Brian Westbrook can finally get that championship. The Vikings are mum if they are interested. And of course, you know what? The Vikings are always going to be mum if they're interested. They're not going to they're not going to tell you if they are or aren't. But there is a very safe, safe, strong assumption that a guy by the name of Brad Childress would not mind Brian Westbrook, a part of this team, former Philadelphia Eagles uh, offensive coordinator. I uh, wouldn't be surprised at all. A question now asked by, uh, now of course these quotes are courtesy of uh, Judd Zulgad of the Star Tribune. Rick Steelman, the Vikings vice president of player personnel, de- declined to discuss whether the Vikings had talked to representatives for either Westbrook or Ladanian Tomlinson, who was released by San Diego. I will say that we look at everybody. Oh, how nice. (laughs) We evaluate and then we move on. But we're early in this process. We plan on talking to Chester's guy and seeing where he's at, and then we'll just go from there. So the usual uh, vein opening by Chris Spielman. not, Not that I dislike Chris Spielman. The guy is... An excellent, I think he's an excellent vice president of player personnel. He is a, he's a very good NFL executive. A lot better than some people might think. He is, a, I, I think he's the real deal, actually. I think he is. Uh, asked if Childress had expressed a comfort level in Westbrook, Spielman said no, before adding, I'll just keep our internal discussions internal. So, of course, you're not going to really get major stuff from Chris Spielman Though you do get a hint, at least, that, uh, yeah, of course, they're going to talk to Chester Taylor first. They prefer to do that. Uh, yeah, it's a safer route, and Chester Taylor has proven himself, and uh, I think about a million fans out there would agree with that, along with this point that I'm going to make right now. Who has more miles uh, Who has more miles on their body, despite their age? Eugene Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, or who has the least miles, excuse me, Eugene Ladanian Tomlinson, Brian Westbrook, and... Chester Taylor, who has the least amount of mileage on their body? Well, Chester Taylor, by far. They're all about 30, 31 years old, right around my age, unfortunately. <laughs> I wouldn't be playing running back much longer if that was my position. Uh, basketball is another story, but uh, yeah, enough of that. Uh, yeah, for me, I would have to stick with Chester Taylor. I mean, if you, again, I'm going to say this one more time. If you've been listening to the show for the last almost two years now, about shucks, 11 months, 11 months, a year and 11 months, whatever it's been, 10 months, uh, I like Chester Taylor an awful lot, folks. I like him I like him so much it's not even funny, to be honest. I, I'm one of the clowns out there that might almost sometimes prefer him in the game over Adrian Peterson. Now, yeah, in the NFC Championship game, yeah, if Peterson didn't fumble, well, we'd be in the Super Bowl, probably world champions if he didn't have fumbleitis, because he was doing pretty good when he didn't fumble. He was explosive the whole game. But uh, Taylor also did very well and did not fumble, so there you go. The guy just the guy's clutch on those third-down receptions, uh, I do think Brian Westbrook could be that, but again, Westbrook was hurt almost the entire season last year. He just kept having issues the entire year. He had his worst year by about a million miles. Ladanian Tomlinson had completely vanished. Just two, three years ago, LaDainian Tomlinson was about as unstoppable as you're going to get. And all of a sudden, it was just like, in big playoff games, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson is not playing. He's just, he's in uniform, and he was playing, but now he's just, he's on the sidelines. Michael Turner's in the game, and he's going to stay in the game. Darren Sproles is in the game, and he's going to stay in the game. We're going to get to Darren Sproles uh, very briefly later on. 
But, uh, yeah, you have your starting running back, but the importance of having that number two guy is so, it's just, it's, it's paramount to this team. It really is. And showing how valuable Chester Taylor was last year to this team. Uh, yeah, I would prefer to have Taylor just keep him, though the unfortunate fact of the matter is his price tag ain't going to be low. It's not going to be low, and the Chicago Bears have expressed interest and have gone as far to uh, mention, according to vikingsgab.com. So here's a little uh, <laughs> here's a little plug for you guys out there. Haven't met you before. I found you on Twitter. I'm not sure if you're following me, but I'm following you, I guess. Uh, vikingsgab.com. That Chester Taylor, well, the possibilities of uh, Taylor leaving are pretty high, unfortunately, according to these to, to these people on this website. That PTF pointed out that Taylor's jersey has been reduced in price to match that of other former Vikings, including Darren Sharper and Matt Burke. Yeah, well, that doesn't that doesn't bode well. We'll just have to wait and see how that goes. Uh, Axis Vikings has caught wind of a rumor that suggests the Chicago Bears are prepared to offer Taylor a role in their offense that would allow him to at least compete for the starting gig in opportunity. Taylor will not get if he stays in Minnesota. Other teams thought to have interest in his services are the Lions, Eagles, Chargers. Wow, how about that? And Seattle. And imagine that, the Eagles and Chargers expressing interest in Chester Taylor. Of course. Seattle, well, Seattle's forever been a desperate team at the running game ever since a guy by the name of Sean Alexander was no longer Sean Alexander. He was a guy who could not play anymore, just died. His, like, he didn't physically die, but his game died. Um, Detroit, Detroit Lions have been looking for a running back ever since you-know-who retired at age 29, unfortunately, to a lot of NFL fans who enjoyed watching him play, Mr. Barry Sanders. But... Um, yeah, no surprise with any of those teams at all, really. And the Bears, Matt Forte had a very nasty sophomore slump last year. And uh, we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. So, yeah, Vikings Gab, if you're listening to this show, follow the Twitter Purple Mafia Show, because I'm following you, and I plugged you, so hook me up. <laughs> all right, enough of that. Let's just move on. So I did mention about uh, Darren Sproles, who was also... That's the thing. Okay, the Chargers did release LaDainian Tomlinson, but now Darren Strolls, or Darren Sproles, not Strolls. The Chargers have not, have decided not to tender a contract to Darren Sproles. Really. The speeding running back is now allowed to test the free agent market. Yeah, this was according, uh, this was on Friday, of course, when all this took place. Um, this was only four days after they released LaDainian Tomlinson, very crazy. If the Chargers wanted to keep Sproles, they would have to make an offer of about $7.3 million. That does not surprise me, actually, because Darren Sproles didn't exactly blow the socks off the San Diego Chargers last year. He was on my fantasy team, God forbid, also was uh, a guy by the name of Brian Westbrook. Mm, that was awfully frustrating. Tomlinson had 343 yards and three touchdowns on 93 carries, an average of 3.7 per carry. That's not that great. Though he did have 45 catches, 497 yards, and four touchdowns. He was also the primary kickoff and punt returner and scored on a punt return. Um, so, obviously, he is a very versatile guy. Very, very versatile guy. Very quick. Kind of almost sounds like uh, Percy Harvin a little bit, in a way. Kind of. Kind of, sort of. Um, 
he's 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 valuable, but he's not this. Uh, he's certainly not a superstar, and seven point three million is a lot of money in the NFL, especially uh, if you're not really uh, every down guy. You're just not, and uh, no, Darren Sproles is definitely not an every down guy. Though if the Vikings could get him for a little less than, uh, if the Vikings could get him at a fairly reasonable price, of course, less than seven point three million, maybe, maybe that might not be the worst idea. It's just interesting to see San Diego give up on him so quickly, though. When you look at the finances, you can kind of understand why they did it. Maybe they'll try to re-sign him at a cheaper price. But, of course, yeah, as, <laughs> they're going to risk their, they obviously run the risk of losing Darren Sproles. So we'll see how that turns out. So that's pretty much the running game situation for the Minnesota Vikings. They might, might draft a, a running back somewhere along the, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if the Vikings did take a running back somewhere in the lower half of the draft to get another sod, another steal of the draft, as long as he doesn't have to use his Wizenator at the airport this time. You don't want to get another uh, Ontario Smith. Almost forgot his name because he's was so worthless in the NFL. So worthless, Ontario Smith. Steal of the draft. Yeah, he was the steal of the draft, all right, because every dime the Vikings paid him, he was stealing. That's how much of a steal of the draft Ontario Smith was. End of conversation there. <laughs> so now we go to the number one topic of them all. Can you imagine who it might be? Who could it be? Well, it's not just one person. It's the quarterback position. And it does involve a guy by the name of Brett Favre, who uh, tends to retire a lot after football seasons, regardless if it was an 8-8 eight eight year with the New York Jets or a 13-3 season with the Packers, the interception. Yeah, unfortunately, that happened with the Vikings, too. We weren't quite 13-3, and three, but same unfortunate result uh, in a game that, yeah, broke everyone's heart, went to overtime as well. Hmm. Yeah, let's remove that memory from our minds for the time being. Yeah, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Now, Anthony Herrera, I'll bring this up real quick. Anthony Anthony Herrera was on the uh, Paul Allen show about a, a little over a week ago now. It's been a little while. And uh, he mentioned that, yeah, he's just he's, he's dying to get Favre back and that basically Brett Favre's cell phone is going to be blowing up in, the, in March. <laughs> and it's March now. It's March 1st today, folks. Brett Favre's cell phone is going to be blowing up from guys like him and and Hutch, and so many others, Steve Hutchinson, of course, so many other players on the team, I'm sure Percy Harvin, and, and Sidney Rice, I wouldn't be surprised at all, Sidney Rice and Favre had an unbelievable combination last year, yeah, they're, they're going to be blowing up his cell phones with text messages saying, come back, buddy, come back, come back, come back, come back, come back, uh, so now we're waiting, and unfortunately, well, that's what, we're, that's what we have to do with Brett Favre, regardless if he plays to 2020, like that Super Bowl ad mentioned that at the age of 50 years old, I'm going to finally retire. And then, well, maybe not. That he was the 2020 NFL MVP. <laughs> Hopefully he's a Viking Super Bowl champion at that point, at some point, <laughs> along those 10-year span. Uh, but, yeah, the Vikings are going to be waiting for Brett Favre, and they're okay with it. Uh, they've also mentioned that... Uh, yeah, Brett will make his decision when he makes his decision, according to Rick Spielman. They're they're cool with waiting for him. You just hope and pray that we're not looking at uh, <laughs> the end of August this time, or third week of August or whatever. Uh, ben Lieber also mentioned that he'd prefer that. You know, we don't want to wait until the uh, 
the last second again because you want to make a know what to do in the draft and such. Also, not a reigning endorsement on Tavares Jackson and Sage Rosenfels. Also, I don't believe Tavares Jackson is signed yet for next year, if I remember correctly. Or maybe it's an option. I forget exactly what his contract situation is. Forgive me on that. We'll get back to that. It's just I haven't really thought about Tavares Jackson, hardly at all. And, of course, I don't think too many people in the Vikings brass really are all too worried about him at this point in time. He's a nice backup. That's what he is, a nice backup. Not a great backup, just an okay one. Um, so we'll get back to Brett Favre. Of course, this would be his 20th NFL season, second in Minnesota. But, yeah, he. there's talk. A lot of people think that Favre already made his decision to come back, and he's just kind of waiting it out and, uh, of course, wants to skip out training camp and let his body heal and all that good stuff. Whereas uh, it's it's hard to say with Brett. I think I personally think he will be returning to the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, if the Vikings are confident, this confident that they can just wait, that means he's coming back. Uh, that means he's coming back. Uh, though Chris Spielman did mention that he's not really... Uh, worried that if Brett retires either, he a quote here makes him sound actually confident in the two guys the Vikings had it practicing last August before Favre came in. His comment is, I think everybody feels comfortable with T-Jack and with Sage. We have stated that we, we'd love to have Favre back, but we'll just keep on going, going on going about our normal business and continue building our team as we go, go through these processes over the next six months and see where we end up. And, and of course, it's so early right now, it's unbelievable. You really don't know who's going to be there. And, of course, regardless, if Brett Favre, regardless if Brett Favre confirmed five minutes ago that he's coming back to the Vikings and he'll even show up to do a training camp and all the mini camps, how about that? That'd be the miracle of all time. Uh, you know that's not going to happen. But just saying, even if that were to take place, you've got to draft a quarterback. And I understand you can't just randomly draft people because it's a need, because as mentioned by other radio personalities in this town, that's how you wound up with Troy Williamson. You took a receiver to take a receiver, and Troy Williamson was so bad, it was unbelievable. And so was Mike Williams. A lot of us were bitching about that one. And Mike Williams didn't even play pretty much in the NFL. He was completely worthless. Both of them were, really, to be honest. That was crazy how that turned out in the 2005 draft. Worst draft in Vikings history, uh, <laughs> even worse than 99. And no, not saying how bad Culpepper was. It was there. <laughs> it was a guy by the name of Demetrius Underwood. Oh, come on, man. Oh, my. That is a scary, scary memory right there. That was one disturbed individual. Thank God the Vikings <laughs> don't have to deal with that kind of nonsense. At least I don't think we do. Um, so right now... The Vikings hope to uh, hope to have far back, as I imagine all of us do, here in the Twin Cities. And right now, it's pretty much it's all just a waiting game. And I will mention again, I do think Favre does return. The question is, uh, the Vikings' options, if they don't think Favre will return, could include making a trade for a quarterback or drafting one. Spielman said he doesn't know if this year's crop of draft eligible quarterbacks is as heavy at the top as it has been but there may be some value as you go down through the rounds so yeah that that's the hope um as i'm going to slide really quick now over to 
this mock draft. Now, this is WalterFootball.com, so I guess it's another plug to a website, I guess you could say. The mock draft. Well, it has the Minnesota Vikings taking Donovan Warren from Michigan, cornerback from Michigan, and uh, the Vikings comments how the Vikings lost Cedric Griffin to a torn ACL. You won't be ready for the season opener, and you do need something. You do need to draft a cornerback because Antoine Winfield, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. It's a Liz Frank foot injury. Those are bad news, especially for guys that rely on speed and quickness at those cornerback positions. It's about as important as it gets. You're, you're, you know, that, a foot injury is just devastating to a guy like Antoine Winfield that plays his position. Might not be the worst idea to switch him over to safety if given the opportunity. And unfortunately, also, because I'm kind of segueing, I'm kind of mixing the two together. The, the secondary and the quarterback position here. I guess right now, as I got to think, that's where the draft should be heading and free agency or trades as well. Cornerback and quarterback, <laughs> well, or no, the whole secondary, excuse me, because the safeties are just, wow, it's not good. Um, a possible move for Antoine Winfield to one of the safety positions, I would think strong safety because he's such a good tackler and not really a guy who gets interceptions. He's not really a ball hawk. And also Tyrell Johnson's a bit younger, and you never know if you have to stick with one of the two safeties. Maybe you stick with Tyrell Johnson. He's cheaper for one. Medea Williams is had to be the most overpriced player on the Vikings roster last year. And, yes, even more overpriced than Bryant McKinney, <laughs> being how much Bryant McKinney makes. He did actually have a pretty good year for the most part. Um, they continue to bounce around all over the place, but... That's the thing. The secondary is so bare right now. You might even lose Benny Sapp to free agency. He is a free agent, folks. Benny Sapp, a guy who went from uh, fourth or fifth cornerback on this team. A lot of people had, projected, had him projected as that because a lot of us assumed Asher Allen was, was a guarantee for that uh, nickelback spot. He was pretty disappointing. In fact, even more more than disappointing in my opinion. I just... Don't think he's that good right now. You never know. Maybe he'll develop, but uh, the way his career started, I'm not very impressed. Um, of course, yep, Cedric, Cedric, Cedric Williams, Cedric Griffin out till who knows when. Anton Winfield's health issues. Um, your safest bet with Anton Winfield, I gotta think. You gotta move. I think the thought, the thought of moving him to safety has gotta come pretty soon here. And if it's the at the uh, the cost of getting rid of uh, Medea Williams. Yeah, I I would do that. I would strongly consider getting rid of Medea Williams. His price tag is, is ridiculous, and he was horrible. The guy did virtually nothing. Of course, interceptions aren't a guarantee ever with anybody. Some some of it's luck, some of it's talent. Darren Sharper. <laughs> I don't even want to go there with that guy. Um, but... Medea Williams didn't really, <laughs> his coverage was horrible, his tackling was horrible, and he occasionally hit a guy really hard. That's about what Medea Williams' value was for this team last year. He was awful. He was awful. Tyrell Johnson is below average. I'm sorry, he's below average. And two years into the NFL, you'd hope you could see more out of Tyrell Johnson than you have for a second-round pick, a high second-round pick that we traded up to get. I'm not sure Cedric Griffin is a guy I want starting on this team. And this is kind of a really tough situation when you think about it. 
because here in Minnesota, we enjoyed years and years of salary cap space. Not anymore. Not anymore, ladies and gentlemen. For the Vikings to even add a free agent right now with the current the current standing of the rules, we'd have to lose a free agent. And unfortunately, that could be a guy by the name of Chester Taylor. And then you sign a guy like Brian Westbrook. Well, there goes that millisecond of uh, millimeter of salary cap space gone. Uh, so it's a bad time right now when you look at the secondary, when you consider how the injuries took place and how horrible the safeties are. Oh, boy. The safety, the secondary is the scariest spot for the Vikings right now. i got to think, other than maybe quarterback, should Brett Favre retire. Mm, it's, uh, mm, it is going to be really, really interesting to see how this turns out because uh, <laughs> if you're looking at Chester Taylor, yeah, the worst case scenario, you lose Chester Taylor, Favre retires. Oh, boy. It could get really, really, really interesting, and things could drop off pretty quick, unfortunately. I'm not trying to put, uh, not trying to uh, prophesy doom and gloom over the Vikings. It's just things need to go right here pretty soon, and you got to hope for the best in this situation. Because when you're over the cap and your secondary situation is as rough as it is, you better hope and pray to God we can at least keep Benny Sapp and make a very intelligent draft pick, secondary-wise, or two or three in this coming draft in 2010, 2010, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, of course, you, you hope and pray you can get a quarterback that can develop into something at some point. As Spielman said, as you go down, you might be able to get something. The, the top-heavy, no. The quarterback position is not very top-heavy. But, but in the mock draft, at least in the mock draft, things always tend to change either way. It has the Vikings passing on Tim Tebow. Yeah, Tim Tebow. Remember him? Texas quarterback. A little out of control at times. Uh, but there's all, there's talk how the Vikings do. I think the Vikings do have interest in Tim Tebow. And it's a question of just how much interest. And uh, again, you got to approach the draft with the fa- with Favre, with knowing Favre is 40 years old, regardless if he comes back or not. He's 40 years old. You need to take a quarterback, even if you do somehow, some way, land a big-name quarterback like Tim Tebow, a potential uh, replacement that could be a long-time starter on this team. You hope he's not another Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Bradford, of course, would be too high. You'd have to trade up to get him. Sam Bradford and, and uh, look way at the top. With Jimmy Clausen possibly going to the St. Louis Rams, number one overall. We'll see how that goes. That's the Notre Dame quarterback. At least that's how this mock draft has the uh, St. Louis Rams going. A lot of people have the uh, the Rams and the uh, Trey Lions taking the defensive tackles back and back to back. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, Washington Redskins taking Sam Bradford. I don't know if I agree with that, but yeah, enough of that. Uh, we're just gonna have to see how things go here. Of course, yeah, the Vikings would have to trade way, way up, and I don't think they're going to do that. You just you just know they're not going to, unless just the strangest thing ever happens, or maybe the even crazier thing happens. One of those quarterbacks does an Aaron Rodgers and slips all the way to the Vikings. Don't think that's going to happen. But Tim Tebow could be available, according to lots of mock drafts. Tim Tebow could be available available for the Vikings. Do you go with the cornerback from Michigan and shore up that area? Or do you possibly go with Tim Tebow and see what happens? That's kind of a little bit more of a roll of dice, I guess you could say. 
But then again, with the cornerback position, it's always a roll of the dice. I mean, there's so many cornerbacks that have come in out of college, and you think they're going to be a stud, and they're they do virtually nothing. I mean, how many have done that over the years? How many have done that? And then this guy you took in the sixth round ends up being like a Daryl Green or something. I mean, holy cow, man, what the heck? Or Brian Williams, remember him? He was a fourth-round pick, I believe, if I remember correctly. Ended up being a great cornerback for Minnesota. You hope and pray you can at least get another Cedric Griffin, who, after a couple years, uh, turned out to be a pretty good player. Turned out to be pretty good. So that's the situation right now with cornerback and quarterback, and of course safety. Um, <laughs> you, I, I think you got to come out of the draft with multiple players at those positions, or at least at the set at the set in the secondary, at least one quarterback. You hope it's not another John David Booty who will never start in the NFL. I mean, are, are you kidding? He's got no arm and he's not even accurate. If you have no arm, you better at least, for crying out loud, be accurate. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't add up to a starting position in the NFL, and possibly not even a third-string quarterback. He might be out of the league after this off-season, mm-hmm. or after July and August, whatever you want to say. Uh, so I'm going to conclude the show now. At least <laughs> the Vikings part of it. We're going to now give you some contact details. Please call into the phone lines at 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Leave your name and town, like Anthony from L.A. or Joey from Golden Valley or Bob from Minneapolis. <laughs> you know, you get the idea. Do call in and do that. State your opinion, opine, ask a question. Talk about the draft. Talk about uh, the overtime rule change. Talk about the quarterback position. Talk about the running back position. Talk about the secondary. Whatever you want to talk about, bring in something else. Maybe you want to talk about the linebackers. Who knows? Maybe you just want to talk. Just please do it. Talk, talk, kind of like do a general conversation about everything. The state of the Vikings, per se. Which is pretty much what you could call this show today. (laughs) It's basically what it kind of is at this point in time. So please do that. Also, do sign up for the message boards on thesportstuff.com, where you don't just watch sports, you get involved. There is a button on the upper right-hand corner of the front page of thesportstuff.com that says TSS Boards. Do click on that. Then you simply click register, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you're on. It is 100% free and 100% fun. Hit up that NFL section. Talk about the Vikings. State your opinions. Give links to possible breaking news or rumors or whatever the heck it is. I mean, why not? Like, oh, gosh darn it. Chester Taylor signed with the Bears. You know, something like that. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully I'm not <laughs> predicting anything there. Uh, I apologize. It may have felt like I was bouncing around a little bit, but eh, generally I wasn't. Not till the very end, you could say. Because, uh, you know, cornerback or whatever, secondary and quarterback, it kind of they kind of go together because when I get into the draft, you got to get players in the secondary and you got to get a, at least one quarterback out of the 2010 draft. You have to do it. Have to, have to, have to, have to, have to, because that secondary, the more I think about it, <laughs> if, I was a, if I was a coach on this team, I, I would probably lose, be losing sleep right now when I think about the secondary. It's, uh, it's frightening, man. It's frightening. And if you lose Benny Sapp, Oof, fold your hands and pray that something something <laughs> works out somewhere, somehow. <laughs> Free agency, draft, whatever, because a lot of things need to go right for that secondary. It is uh, definitely not what it was 
just about two years, just, just last year, two, coming into the season. How about that? No, not even. I, I got to say about three years ago, I was really up there with Darren Sharper was in his uh, Vikings prime, you can say. But uh, all right, I'm going to call it a show. Thank you always for downloading and listening, and please do also follow the Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. All one word, of course. And we will come back very soon. I'm sure more news will come out. And uh, we'll talk to you next week if there is news. Take care.